This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi friends, welcome to Jules Jones Live. I am so happy to be here with you today. Thank you for joining me as we venture through a political rendezvous. I cannot think of anywhere I'd rather be than here with you. I am your host, Jules Jones, and we will be going through the biggest stories of the week. We've got a lot to cover today, but before we get started, please remember to subscribe to this channel, hit the like button, and share this video. Let's spill some tea, shall we? Right out of the gates. This is going to be fun. Oh, what a night. Joe Biden. Wow. He is the clown of the hour. Actually, the month of the year and since 2020. What a night. Joe Biden shows hairy leg at Democrat dinner, starts pumping his fist when someone in the crowd chants, let's go, Brandon. Another memorable, uh, memorable Joe Biden moment. On Friday night at a Democrat dinner in Philadelphia, Joe Biden showed off his hairy leg to the crowd. Then when someone started chanting, let's go, Brandon, old pervy Joe started pumping his fist. I kid you not. This is what our allies and foreign adversaries are watching when he gets up on the stage, okay? This is scary stuff. So here he is showing off his Pennsylvania socks and hairy legs. You probably can't see it. But I got it. We got a good year going. The Phillies and the Eagles. The guy's a train wreck. He's an absolute train wreck. Well, you know, he's shown his hairy legs before. You've all seen the hairy legs situation, have you not? Sure, I saw that made me aware when I was in law school, proudly for Holloway, proudly for your dad, first African-American state senator in the state of, in the state of Delaware. Everything about. And by the way, you know, I sit on the stand and it get hot. I got a lot of, I got hairy legs that turn, that, 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 that turn 
uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down so it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. They'd look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. Oh. And I've loved kids jumping. Oh, no, Joe. That is so, so gross. I'm sorry. I just can't handle the visual, right? I mean, whenever I think of Joe Biden and kids, I just get seriously sick because what he has done to those kids, and let's face it, their faces are out, the, out there, these children and these women. I don't think it really matters who Sniffy Joe sniffs, but we've got the footage. And I don't know how you would ever say, oh, you know, go out in public and be like, yeah, I'm the girl in the picture with Joe Biden. Is that how you're going to be known? Well, it didn't stop there. Biden blames Republicans for attack on Paul Drunk Losey. Joe Biden blamed Republicans for the attack, Paul Drunk Losey, the husband of Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi, in remarks made at a Democrat fun fundraising dinner in Philadelphia Friday night. Biden said he had spoken to Nancy Pelosi and provided her transportation from D.C. to San Francisco to be with her husband. Biden called Paul Pelosi Bobby in his remarks. Well, he's been doing a whole bunch of that lately. He's been calling everyone Bobby. And it's one of those things with him. The guy has dementia. I'm convinced of it to such a degree between the hairy legs that he keeps bringing up, all of these situations about how he would sit around with his family at the breakfast table and they would discuss gas prices and what kind of impact it had on his family. Just a little bit of tidbit information. The gas prices never went up when Joe Biden was growing up, okay? So that's just completely ridiculous in and of itself. But he has this thing, these lines that he feels comfortable with, and he just uses them over and over again. So here he goes. He says, folks, before I begin, I just want to take a short pause to send our love to Nancy and Paul Piglosi. I've been on the phone with Nancy, arranged for her to be able to get from Washington out to, out to see her husband, Bobby, <clears throat> who she's in the plane right now heading there, out there. So, and you've seen the news, he goes on to say. He was attacked in their home. And when I spoke to the speaker, she said that he's doing okay. He went to the hospital, he was operated on, and he seems to be coming along well. He's in good spirits and the whole family's there. Okay, first off, this story is just not adding up. The guy that was knocking and, and busted through his window was only wearing underwear. Okay, now I don't I don't know about you, but that's just strange. I, I've never heard of anything like that. Um, I know they're nudist, but generally they belong to a colony or something. <laughs> they don't just go busting through people's doors, but leave it to this group. Uh, and sure, I mean, I guess I guess this is their deal. So here you go. Is this weird or what? And we're starting to get a few more details, but not a lot. That's the whole thing. They're really kind of keeping the story away. The story has changed so many different times. And of course, you know, Nancy Piglosi likes to play the victim. They started saying things like, hey, they were shouting the same thing since January 6th. It was, where's Nancy? Where's Nancy? So they tried already to make that connection. Well, that's just not going to work. So this one is out from the Gateway Pundit. This is weird. 
Piglosi's assailant, David DePepe, was in his underwear when the police arrived. He yanked the hammer from Paul Piglosi. I can't imagine sleeping with a hammer. I don't know what you all choose to sleep with, but a hammer would not be my first choice. As reported earlier, according to sources close to the investigation, Paul Piglosi's attacker is a 42-year-old Berkeley resident, okay? And his name is David DePepe. The San Francisco Standard reported all of this, and the San Francisco chief of police, William Scott, said DePepe was booked on charges of attempted homicide, assault with a deadly weapon, elder abuse, burglary, and several additional felonies. Paul Piglosi, husband of Nancy Piglosi, was violently attacked with a hammer in his San Francisco home early Friday morning. Sources are telling many reporters that the attacker allegedly was screaming, where is Nancy? Okay, so they get, where is Nancy? And then they automatically want to connect that to January 6th, sirs. Um, no, that's not enough for me. I don't know how you feel about it, but mm, nay. So when Paul Piglosi was confronted and attacked in the couple's San Francisco home, Nancy Piglosi was in D.C., according to her office. The assailant reportedly was trying to tie up Paul Piglosi until Nancy got home. Mm. I don't know. According to NBC News, Paul Piglosi was taken to Zuckerberg San Francisco General Hospital, where he underwent brain surgery. Mr. Piglosi is reportedly in stable condition. Now, we don't wish anything bad to happen to anyone ever, but it is just the story is just not adding up. It just isn't. When you talk about two people having a hammer fight, <laughs> you talk about a guy showing up in his underwear. Um, it starts to get a little strange. And yes, it's San Francisco. Yes, there are a lot of mental problems on the streets in California, thanks to the Democrats and their horrible policies. You see the tent cities, you see people without their medications and everything else. You see all of these different places where you can stop and get high or inject yourself with, I don't know, whatever syringe you of your choosing. And they wonder why they have a problem. Come on, seriously. But the real suspicious thing about this entire story is that there was no one protecting the Speaker of the House and her family. I mean, the House was, they were able to break into it, a guy in his underwear. You mean to tell me they didn't see that one coming? Where were they? Honestly, what are we paying for? All this private security and everything else that's coming out of taxpayer money, and there isn't any of them to be to be found. So here's the story. The San Francisco police say that Paul Piglosi and the attacker were both holding hammers, both of them. Now, what are the chances of two people having hammers? I really, I'm, I'm just not understanding that. But the man waited until police arrived to attack, and he did it using Paul Piglosi's hammer. This is strange AF. Yeah, I would have to agree in wokeness. Definitely strange. The suspect was arrested in his underwear, and authorities have found an anti-government manifesto that I guess he was holding, I don't know, carrying in his underwear, as Cat Turd said yesterday. It's the funniest thing ever. Speaking of Cat Turd, my goodness. My phone has been completely blowing up. That cat cannot stay out of trouble. <laughs> Good trouble that is, but they are writing all kinds of articles about him. He was trending on Twitter. I guess his following went completely straight up. I created a Twitter account. I hope you guys do the same. Okay, so I had a big following before I got kicked off, right, of Twitter, 
And I mean, it was big for me. I had 36,000 followers. It's not big compared to Cat Turd, but I was really proud of that. I worked hard on it. And I was really bummed when they just took it from me. But I will tell you one thing. It's fun to be back over there again. It's great to be in the conversation again. It's wonderful to see people with opposing views. And like I said, that cat paws back. And that's exactly what he's been doing every single day. And when I said I was going to build a page with all the articles of Cat Turd, because it really, he's like, he needs a trophy room. So in the litter box, which I do that show Monday through Friday with Cat Turd, and no, he's not on this show, I decided to double down and do this show on Saturdays when I promised that I would. I decided to do this show separately from that because I'm in the mood for midterms. I am ready to change the projection and get this country back on track, as are all of you. So we are warriors, right? So anyway, I'm, I'm thinking about building this, this particular page for him with all of his stuff on there until I saw all the articles yesterday. And then I was like, oh my gosh, between trying to build this show and trying to keep up with the articles on Cat Turd, mm, not today and not today anyway. <laughs> so it's been great though. I'm having a wonderful time. And like I said, I was bummed out, but go ahead and get an account. Our voices need to be heard, period. So here you go. Elon Musk locks out Twitter engineers, has Tesla staff review the code. Smartest thing he could have ever done, ever. Uh, following his takeover of Twitter, Tesla CEO Elon Musk reportedly had Tesla engineers review Twitter software code and prevented Twitter engineers from making further changes. He knew exactly what they were going to do knew exactly what what they were going to do. They were going to try to trash the place on the way out. Well, he got to them first and he gave them boxes, I guess, so that they could carry their belongings straight out the door. But Bloomberg reported that on Thursday, Elon Musk arrived at Twitter offices to officially confirm his company takeover after the $44 billion purchase deal closed. As part of his takeover, Musk fired top executives, including CEO Frog, Argawal, the frog, you know him well, CFO Ned Siegel and Vijaya Gade, I hope I'm saying that one right, really don't care if I, if I messed it up too bad, she's messed up. She was the one that went after all of us. She was head of legal policy, trust and safety. So she decided that it was in her scope to decide who stayed and who went. Well, as you know, for years since they started getting us off of Twitter because of our conservative beliefs and opinions, because we actually believe in the Constitution, right, and would like to have a country that is built on law and order, that she didn't like any opposing views. So she was going to create a la-la land, kind of like Twitter headquarters, the yogi and the, uh, the matcha lattes and, and the wine on draft and all of these different things, the wonderful view and everything else. She decided that was what she thought the conversation should be about, right? Because they believe in puppies, which I do too, crayons, rainbows, star bright, starlight, and they don't want anything that challenges them. 
They don't want anything that is going to disrupt their little fantasy world. Well, that's what they were trying to create at Twitter. You can look at their headquarters and check that out. So here you go. Bloomberg reports that on Thursday, Elon Musk arrived at the Twitter offices to officially confirm that his, his company takeover after the $44 billion purchase. Okay, that is huge. And all of these people that were running Twitter are millionaires as a result of this whole thing going through. The company's general counsel, Sean Edgett, was also let go, according to sources, and all were promptly escorted out of the company's offices in San Francisco so that they wouldn't create more damage. Never let them hang around, right? They're just going to trash it. Musk also reportedly had Tesla engineers enter the offices to review Twitter's code and meet with product leaders at the company. Sources stated that Tesla engineers were there to review the code and access and explain to Musk the changes that they believe the company needs to make to be in line with his vision. Okay, this is huge for all of us because this is how much of a grip the Dems no longer have on us, our freedom of speech, and everything else. You've got Elon Musk that has taken over Twitter because of that reason. He believes in humanity. He believes in us being able to communicate. He believes in freedom of speech. Yes, he's a little nutty. Okay, I don't agree with everything, but I'm sure loving this, and I'm going to watch this thing right on out. And it really is fun being over there over at Twitter, and I have not been able to follow anybody back because I've been doing this show, and I did the show for five days last. Uh, last week and all the stuff that was going on I haven't even started on my account but I will tell you I appreciate you and all of the followings and all of the kind words you guys are just awesome and I love you dearly for all of that it's just good to kind of be back I've kind of forgotten all the rules about Twitter and I guess they have something called spaces now I don't even know what that is that came after me so I'll have to figure that out but anyway so sources say that pl that Musk plans to assume the role of CEO at Twitter, but may eventually exit the role and appoint a new executive to the position. Sources also claim that Musk plans to remove Twitter's permanent blacklisting of t users as he does not believe in lifelong bans. Hmm. Imagine that. Freedom of speech. It is not dead in this land. No, in fact, it's only gotten us more excited. It's only gotten us louder. I'm cheering every single day. This is fun. This is fever time. This is midterms. Get ready. Buckle up because you know what? The Dems know they are out the door. We reject everything that they have been doing to this country. And you know what? If it takes big tech entrepreneurs like Elon Musk and others to basically step in and say, hey, hey, I'm going to put a stop to all of this. And guess what? I'm all for it. So we'll, we'll work out the bugs with them later. But he is bringing reality to the liberal fantasy land of Twitter. I was just telling you about that fantasy land. Honestly, if you've ever seen the tour, and we played it last week, of Twitter headquarters, huh? <laughs> it's like, well, okay, so sign me up. Is that a spa or is that where you actually work? Craziness. Okay. So mm, it's going to get better though. You've got all kinds of people that are starting to say, mm, maybe I won't advertise with you. Well, you know what? If we ever get the budget, I would advertise with Twitter because you know what? I believe in people that believe in freedom of speech. And that's one of the things. And I'm hearing rumors that there may be a rumble Twitter situation in play. And guess what? Down with YouTube if it is. Because that was another 
platform that I used to be on. And every single time I would talk about the things that you know about now, strike one, strike two, and I'm going, really? Wow. Give it six months. And guess what? Everything that I'm talking about right now and that you're talking about right now has come true. And guess what? Now that time frame has gotten smaller and smaller and smaller. Real quick, I want to thank everybody that is donating to me today. I really appreciate you. This is our big premiere episode, and you all are the first in the chat room. Silent Night, thank you so much. America Always Won, thank you so much. Mother of Pearl, always, you're wonderful. And here's the deal. There was somebody else that I missed because I was, and I think it was Alchemy, maybe, because I was reading an article and I saw it in the corner of my eye, but then it what happens is, it's per minute. So if it's if you put in a dollar, it's a minute and I have to catch it while I can. So anyway, I apologize if I didn't get you. I will definitely give you a shout out the next time we rendezvous. Anyway, so GM suspends Twitter advertising after rival Tesla owner Elon Musk takes control. General Motors suspended advertising on Twitter Friday after Elon Musk, owner of rival automotive manufacturer Tesla, took control of the social media site. Okay, you wonder how come they are so afraid of Elon Musk? Well, guess what? They're afraid of Elon Musk because the man is a complete genius. Yes, he's goofy. He's a little off. He's out there. However, guy's smart. Real big engineering brain. Knows how to figure this stuff out. Didn't wait for the government to put, start putting people in space. Said, hey, you know what? I can do that better. I can do that faster. And I can do that a lot better than you ever could. And so what does he do? He just starts, you know, taking off with rockets. <laughs> Well, that guy also owns a lot of the satellites, so he's got all of these others that are extremely worried. The establishment is extremely concerned about his his prowess and what he is able to do. And Renee McCurry is here. I see you made it. No time for games. Hello there. Good to see you. And here we go. I'm just, I'm loving this. It's so much fun because I've, I've said for a long time, I want to double down on this, and if it means missing the beach this morning, fine. Guess what? I'd rather hang out with my friends and just read articles to all of you. And I know that uh, that I know a lot of you are just like, wow, where's Cat Turd? But Monday, Monday through Friday, Cat Turd and I do a show. So I hope you all, if you haven't been to that show, will join us over there as well. It's really cool stuff. Burrito Boy, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. So we're moving on into the arena of President Trump. He's very happy that Twitter is now insane hands. Remember what happened. They took the president of the United States off of social media and then cheered about it. This was directly after they stole the 2020 election, okay? You don't get any more you know, brazen than that. When you talk about the fact that they were rubbing it into our faces, that not only could they steal an election from us, but then they could just silence us so that we wouldn't talk about it. That's when you know you're in trouble. What is the first thing that happens in war? Well, if you're in war, what do you want to do? You want to make sure that someone doesn't communicate with somebody else. So you knock out their communications. This is a war-like tactic. And one of the very last tweets I tweeted out, 
to Sydney Powell, who retweeted me twice that week. And then poof, there I went into never, never, never land. I could not use my account and haven't been able to since. Thank you, Sydney Powell. At least I was in good company. She got kicked off as well. So did Michael Flynn and others. It was just like this huge exodus. The Mighty 200 completely wiped out. 100%. Trump girl, all, all of them gone every single one of them. Of course, some snuck over there and started making an account, but I was in complete protest. I said, no. Catter kept saying, please make another account. I'll help you out with it. I'm like, no, I'm bitter. I'm very bitter. I don't want to even go there. I don't like it over there. That may be your playground, but it's just not mine. It's kind of like Bank of America. I'd never go back, right? So they kept saying, hey, come on, do it, do it, do it. So then as soon as Elon Musk walked through the door with the kitchen sink, he started mumbling that again. And I'm like, fine. And then the very next day when we knew and had confirmed and all of a sudden Elon Musk responded to Cat Turd, right, for all Twitter employees, whether they be present or former, to see the exchange, the left went completely crazy and mad. I'm going to save a lot of those articles for Monday because I love talking to Cat about it because it's just kind of fun but anyway it's he said you got to make an account I'll help you I said well you don't have to help me I'll just make an account no big deal but of course he tweeted it out which I truly appreciated and I started seeing people that I haven't seen in years literally so it's good to be back and even if you have to start all over again do it you're okay to do it let's do it again right it's big so he's very happy. Now, President Trump is not saying that he is going to go over there. He's going to stay on Truth Social, which I also love. But hey, you know what? You can never have too much of a good thing. You can talk to people over here. You can talk to people over there, different groups. But really, when you look at Twitter, it does have a huge following around the world. And we're going to need that in this fight. We're going to need to be able to to exchange ideas with other people that live in other countries about how they are trying to, the new world order is trying to suppress our speech, turn us into slaves. This is how you treat slaves, okay? So President Trump says that he will be staying on Truth Social despite widespread speculation that Elon Musk will be reinstating his account on Twitter. May just tempt him to start tweeting. Trump launched Truth Social after being banned on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat following the protest at the Capitol on January 6th. You know, the one person that I really wouldn't want to be right now, if you're thinking about it, is Zuckerbucks. Uh-uh. That clown has got to be nervous as ever. I'm sure he is. Think about it. He directly interfered in our elections. And even President Trump was talking about how he tried to butter up to him and all of that. Well, guess what? Hey, Zuck Buck, that's not going to work. We're going to pass that buck around and you are not going to make it out of this one. Not without a complete and total total investigation on what your role was in this entire election process and has been for quite some time. So it's going to be interesting to see how this whole thing plays out. Well, here you go. You've got a rogue rhino, Maricopa County recorder, Stephen Richer. He violated two laws, okay, using public funds to campaign against Arizonans for voter ID ballot initiative. Imagine that in Arizona of all places. All right, so an, ele- an 
Arizona, Election Integrity Group accuses Maricopa County recorder Stephen Richer of illegally using his office and public funds to campaign against Proposition 309, which will create universal voter ID requirements for all voters to cast a ballot. The Gateway Pundit previously reported on the Arizona's for ID, Voter ID Act. This ballot initiative will require all voters to have proof of registration regardless of how, when, or where their ballot is cast. This is common sense measure to protect our elections. There's a lot other of other things that we need to do as well, though. You need one day to vote. One day. And guess what? They get the night only to count those votes. They don't get to stop because of a water main break that started in the middle of a building when you know that water mains are underneath the ground, right? Katter did a great job of pointing that out to everyone. But these broken broken leaks or they're tired and they need to come back and then all of a sudden they, they start counting again and you have completely different results. Nobody's buying that. Nobody is buying that. Never will we again either, and they know that we're on to them. They also know that we are going to take the Senate as well. So here you go. You have got Stephen Richer and his his extreme opposition to election integrity. After running on a platform to secure elections and speaking out against the corrupt election officials on the campaign trail, Richard fought in lockstep with corrupt Maricopa County supervisors and his predecessor to cover up the stolen 2020 election in Maricopa County. He even wrote hit pieces for fake news CNN against Republicans in the Maricopa County full forensic audit. After this and the botched 2022 primary election in Maricopa County, Stephen Richer was formally censured by Maricopa County Republicans, calling on him to immediately resign or be recalled. You know what? It takes a whole lot for somebody to get re- to resign and be recalled. I can promise you that. It, it's not just something that they do lightly. All right, Sue. 5577. Thanks for the donation. Appreciate it. Good to see you here. So anyway, it's no it's no surprise that he would write these hit pieces for CNN, what's left of them. I'm sure they're basically all looking for jobs now. People are tired of this stuff. And that's why our show in the litter box is doing so well. And I hope this one does as well, too, because we are speaking out against this regime. And unfortunately, what happens here is when they censure us, when they close down our freedom of speech, they did everything that they could to make sure that we did not have a platform or a voice. Well, we do now. And we are going to let our voices be heard. The sad news is it took a while before we could basically start building these other platforms. So there was a long period of time where we couldn't even communicate with each other. We were just scattered everywhere. And unless you had had exchanged phone numbers or email addresses, you're not going to see those people probably. Well, now that I'm back on Twitter, I am. And that's why I'm kind of encouraging it to all of you. You'll see a lot of people that you that you've didn't realize how much you missed them. So Arizona's Carrie Lake, who we love, mm, she's just awesome, love her. She swipes Liz Cheney in open letter announcing biggest fundraiser yet. You know what? This is what's so great about Carrie Lake. She is just a complete role model for women. They tried to get us to think that Hillary Clinton was that woman. No. Not even close. There is going to be a ceiling broken. And guess who's going to break it? 
Carrie Lake. So here you go. Cheney's ad campaign urging Arizonans not to vote for me is doing just the opposite, Lake claims. So she put together this amazing letter and she (laughs) posted it over there on Twitter. She said, we just hit 300,000 dollars raised in a single day shout out to liz cheney my biggest fundraiser yet let's keep going donate so she put together this letter (laughs) you want to talk about an amazing troll i swear she's just like president trump in so many ways so she says dear liz Thank you for your generous in-kind contribution to my campaign. Your recent television ad urging Arizonans not to vote for me is doing just the opposite. Our campaign donations are skyrocketing and our website nearly crashed from the traffic as people rush to learn more about my plan to put Arizona first and join our historic political movement. In fact, my team tells me your commercial should add another 10 points to our lead. I guess that's why they called the Cheney anti-endorsement, the gift that keeps on giving. While we appreciate your in-kind contribution, the $500,000 ad buy likely exceeds Arizona's 5,300 individual contribution limit. Thank you again for the huge boost to our campaign. Enjoy your forced retirement from politics. I know America will rest easier knowing that one more warmonger is out of office. Sincerely, sincerely, Carrie Lake. There you go. That's how you shut them down. That is how it is done, my friends. Honestly, we need a lot more like that. And guess what? We're getting them in there. We are getting them into those seats. We're getting the rhinos out. The rhinos are running scared. The Democrats are running scared. Everyone is running scared because they know exactly what's coming. This is a whole new party. And it's not only a new party. Okay, with people that have new ideas, fresh ideas. This is a young party. We're enthused. We have energy. We're going to keep on going. There are mama bears that are fierce. And you know what? Where there's one, there's a dozen. And they are after fixing the system because it has gotten so corrupt. So here it is. Must see. Savage Carrie Lake gives a tutorial on how fake bogus defamatory news is made, then takes important question from local Gateway Pundit reporter. So basically, she calls this press conference to show the reporters how to do their job, basically teach them. This is how you do it. So Trump endorsed Arizona gubernatorial nominee Carrie Lake held a press conference today after she was framed for facilitating a break-in and petty theft at Katie Hobbs' campaign HQ. Lake slammed fake news media outlets for being an arm of the Democratic Party and gave a lesson on how fake news is created. Nearly all of Katie Hobbs' liberal media allies were in attendance. Trump endorsed Arizona Attorney General nominee Abe Hamaday. I think that's it. Uh, Also commented on the fake news media's biased coverage, saying you guys are playing cover for the Democrat Party and you guys have become propagandists. So you've got the full press conference there. It's a great article. I know my mods are dropping it into the chat because I know you guys like to use these articles as weapons. Arm yourself well. That's why we drop them in there is so that you have them. So when you get into Twitter land or you see a troll or whatever, you can just kill them with the facts, right? 
Show them the facts. And then ask them how much their hamburger costs them. Ask them how much their eggs on their table cost them. How they're doing with their gas money. How they're feeding their families. The fact that they're not getting a raise, right? This is all, this is all because of the Democrats and what they have done since they stole that office. Not going to happen again. So she just did an amazing job. She continued showing other news outlets that conflated this incident with Republican voters who have been accused of intimidating voters in Arizona. We later discovered that the break-in at Katie Hobbs' campaign office was another petty theft in crime-ridden downtown Phoenix. You know, it's really interesting that we have all these break-ins with the Democrats now. I mean, come on. You got, you got Pelosi over here, break-in. Break you got Katie Hobbs break in. And what do they do? They start blaming the Republicans. No, sorry. You don't remember all the different things that you that you have done to Rand Paul, uh, that you have done to Steve Scalise, and there wasn't even a moment. You've got a lot of these candidates that aren't even saying a word after they had, had been so horrible and, and said basically that they got what they deserve. Are you kidding? Somebody was shot. They could have lost their life. Same thing with Rand Paul. You don't treat people like that. We do not condone violence in any way, shape, or form. We do not. We believe in civil discussion. However, the Democrats are the first ones to say, you did it. You're a conservative. You did it. And you know what? We're over that. We have moved so far past it. And this is what bothers them the most. They know it. They know it. And not only is it affecting them just in culture, right? Like with Hollywood and everything else. Hollywood's dead. I live in Hollywood. It's dead around here. Nothing's going on. People are moving away. But they are very concerned, these Democrats, and they want to resort to behavior that they know keeps their seats. Imagine that. So Maricopa County Election Center drop box concealed with TARP, heavily armed Maricopa County Sheriff's deputies, are assigned to watch drop boxes and prevent patriots from observing or recording potential fraud. Well, I've got a little bit of news for you because after that article was released, here you have the post-millennial who reports Arizona rules in favor of monitors' constitutional right to oversee ballot drop boxes. Hello? Sure. That's our constitutional right. We have the right to keep an eye on things. So in Arizona, U.S. District Court Judge Michael Lamberti declined an emergency injunction request from two progressive groups that sought to prevent ballot drop box monitoring for the midterm elections. According to AZ Central, Judge Lamberti said that it was unconstitutional. Thank you. That, that lovely little word of ours constitution and what is unconstitutional to prevent monitors from overseeing the delivery of ballots via Dropbox in Arizona. So breaking the U.S. judge, he has declined to bar group from monitoring ballot drop boxes, saying it would violate constitution. Of course, of course it would. So what made it okay when they were covering those windows with cardboard during the 2020 election when they wouldn't allow observers to watch. Are you kidding? This is crazy. Really? This is amazing to me. Yeah, of course you can. So it's a big blow to the Democrats and to the ballot traffickers. The federal judge, they said, no, you are protected under the Constitution. So 
a lot of things are happening, parts and pieces, because guess what? The FBI is getting a little nervous too. Trump scores a huge win. This is from Patriot United News with the White House panicking. And let me tell you why. Judge Reinhardt, whose name you may recall, was on the search warrant for Trump's Mar-a-Lago home. He just gave a slap across the face to Merrick Garland and the Biden administration. Donald, Trump's, Donald, Donald Trump wants the affidavit released, but the DOJ wants to keep it sealed to protect its case and informants. Well, Reinhardt said, tough cookies, and ordered the affidavit unsealed and handing Trump a perceived victory. So it is game on. Here you go. The Reinhardt decision, the government argues that even requiring it to redact portions of the affidavit that could not reveal agent identities or investigative sources and methods imposes an undue burden on its resources and sets a precedent that could be disruptive and burdensome in future cases. I do not need to reach out, reach the question of whether in some other case these concerns could justify denying public access. They very well might, particularly given the intense public and historical interest of an unprecedented search of a former president's residence. The government has not shown, not yet shown that these administrative concerns are sufficient to justify sealing. Big one there. That is a huge thing right there. Oh my goodness, I can't even believe it. We got C-Hibs here. We have got Megavolts 001 here. Oh my gosh, okay, so the, for those of you that don't know, Megavolts is an original member of the Mighty 200, but he is also an incredible writer and very good friend of mine and it's good to see him here helps me with a lot of those questions for those really big guests if you are not following megavolts you need to um, that's at mega Volts 001, M-E-G-A-V-O-L-T-S 001. I just want to give him a shout out because you do not know the amount of work that he does for me behind the scenes. Just awesome guy. Known him for a couple of years. We've been on target list together. Somehow he survived. I did not over there in Twitter, litter. But uh, anyway, give him a great welcoming into the chat room. So Trump is all over this, all right? He's already making a move to hold the DOJ legally accountable for all of this. Trump has filed a legal motion for an independent review of his documents. Trump on Truth Social wrote, My rights, together with the rights of all Americans, have been violated at a level rarely seen before in our country. I would suspect this is just the first such filing by Trump, as I suspect he will eventually file a case for an unwarranted or illegal search by the government. I fully see that coming. I absolutely see that coming. What they did to him was an absolute violation. And Trump is good. He knows how to fight. And he will bring it to court. And he will let it play out. Just like you see with Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon is the same thing as how I see it. Of course, they have treated him terribly, but he is going all through the motions, right? I mean, if you want to call him a martyr, great. You want to say, hey, he's fallen on his sword. This is the thing. He's showing you how the system works, and he's also showing his opponents that, hey, guess what? When this whole country turns around again, which it's about to do, it's going to be you up in here, okay? It's going to be you in the hot seat. It's going to be you that is spending time for all of the violations that you've done. And it needs to be. If you break the law, 
If you break the law, then you know what? I don't care who you are. You, you need to do your time. That's what keeps things in balance. But the fact that we have a two-tier justice system and the public is actually watching this whole thing unravel is really kind of a, a, a silent victory for us in a lot of ways. So I'm, I'm stoked. So the Democrats have been trying to distract you with all kinds of things, right? Abortion, they want to talk to you about trans issues, they want to talk to you about all those different things that they feel are important, right? Boutique politics is really what I call it here. And it's not the issue. That's not what people are talking about here. We are talking about the key issues for U.S. voters right now. This is from Zero Hedge, another great source. The key issues for U.S. voters right now, and we say it all of the time, 80% economy, 61% crime, 53% abortion, 52% gun policy, 50% education, 50% immigration, 33% coronavirus, all of the things that the Democrats have failed on, all of them. Every single one of them. They're just failing every single day. And a lot of people are calling their bluff. They're saying, hey, you know what? This is on purpose. And it is. They have gotten richer. They've gotten more powerful. They are able to steal these seats. They are positioning themselves so that they can just stay up there indefinitely. But it's not going to happen that way. And they know it. The FBI is probably nervously itching right now because they know, too, that when we get the proper people in office that it is going to be disbanded. Just take Twitter, for example. Go in there, get rid of it. And get rid of them before they can trash it on the way out. Do it now. And I have an idea we're going to have a lot of whistleblowers. That has been the talk, is that there are going to be a lot of people that are going to come forward when it's time. So buckle up. We're going to see some justice here. I truly believe that. I honestly believe that's the only way this country will su survive. So... Other topics likely to sway voters when they head to the ballots include education, immigration, and gun policy, all right? The latter has seen greater variation in terms of the number of people who consider it highly important through the past year, with the question of guns concerning more respondents through the summer months and only in the past three months seeing a fall in numbers of people that would rate it as very important. Okay, here's the deal. Um, I don't see myself, I don't know about you, you. But I do not see myself carrying a hammer in my purse. <laughs> do you? I mean, is, is this the new way? Please tell me if it is. I'm sorry. I should be able to defend my family, my property, and all of those things that are near and dear to my heart if somebody is in violation of all of that. So this whole changing of the Constitution, getting rid of, getting rid of our First Amendment, our Second Amendment, and everything else in between isn't going to work. If they need to go ahead and pack up to Ukraine, move there where they can just stay with their money and money launder until it all runs out, that's their business. But we don't run that way here in America. And we're not going to. Thank you, Grick Fear. <laughs> I hope I said that right. <laughs> I hope I said that right. If not, you're going to have to spell it out for me over there in chat. I appreciate it. And um, you guys are just great. I'm having a blast. Like I said, I, I gave up my, my morning at the beach because I would much rather be here with you. And after a long week, I said, you know what? I really want to do this. So 
That's what I'm doing today, and that's what I'm going to be doing every single Saturday. I hope you all will join me every Saturday here on this channel. And please don't forget to subscribe and like the video and send it around. Let people, turn people on to it, right? I mean, the more conversations we have, the better. So here you go, Turning of the Tide. This is out from Red State. Turning Tide, Decision Desk HQ predicts Republicans will now win Senate. Uh, yeah. And uh, by a lot. I really do think so. When you see the candidates that the Democrats are putting forth, for an example, Fetterman, right? He's just another Biden in disguise. You know that they're they're losing touch with their base. They really just thought that they were going to be able to place these people in there. They're not. Hochul, the same thing. These states are waking up, and I really attribute that to the really well-run states and great governors like Ron DeSantis and the way people appreciate all of the work that he's doing. I'm not saying he's perfect either, but he's a lot better than what I've got over here with new scum, and I really like DeSantis. I think he is a leader. I think he's a future president. I think Carrie Lake is going to be a future president, and I cannot wait to support and endorse all of them when it's their time. But there's only one man on my mind right now for president, and that is President Donald Trump. As you know, he is just ready to go. There's no one that deserves it more than him. Fire up Trump Force One. President Trump announced campaign rallies in Pennsylvania, Ohio, Iowa, and Florida. Hey, guess what? If you're not running, you wouldn't be making these stops. So, I mean, I hate to go ahead and say it, but uh, it looks like we're all of our Christmas wishes are going to come true. And uh, we're going to have some kind of announcement soon. I just really feel it. So President Trump announced four rallies to be held in the closing days of the 2022 campaign. Iowa on Thursday, Pennsylvania on Saturday, Florida on Sunday, and an election eve rally in Ohio on Monday. It is possible more rallies will be added. Holes in the schedule suggest a western swing on Friday to Nevada and or Arizona might happen. I definitely think he'll make Arizona, and I think he'll make Nevada as well, but that's just me. Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, they will, we will see rallies in Wisconsin, Michigan, and or Georgia, so get ready for it. Like I said, I don't believe that he would be putting forth all of these rallies, and we did kind of get it from Cash Patel that we're all going to be real excited, right, over what's happening in, in, for for the running because I do believe it and you're starting to see the panic in the Democrats I mean they just can't stand it they're tripping all over themselves they don't even they're just bumbling around and not getting anywhere fast so we've got so many things that are happening and I just love when they try to throw other candidates at us like Pence and some of these others no not even going to happen not even for a second we've got one man and he's got a job to do and he's going to do it well He's exactly the man that we hired the last time around, but they took it from us. So here you go. Out from the Gateway Pundit, Safe States for Children, here's an updated list of 21 Republican governors who won't comply with the CDC mandates to force COVID-19 vaccination on kids for school. Nebraska governor added to the list. Of course, this is 
a tragedy what they put on the American people, the reactions that people have had from this jab, the fact that they weren't going to tell you what was in it. They were going to force it. They forced you into masks. People, it is going to take a long time for this country to recover from all of the damage that they have done. And it just keeps going every couple of years. We're starting to see young kids that are, aren't handling this well. You've got uh, all kinds of heart problems. You've got kids that are in athletes even that are having heart problems that aren't able to compete anymore, et cetera, or worse. And you know what the for worse is or worse is, and that is loose loss of a life. You see Hollywood stars that are losing the ability to use their faces. I mean, face paralysis is a real big deal. You saw that weird thing with Katy Perry, right? Well, Justin Bieber is no better. And his wife had a brain aneurysm. Come on. I mean, and, and no one wants to talk about the jab being the problem? What, you're going to go stand in line and get another one? Say, oh, please, master, another, please. No. Stop the madness. You are in control of your own health. And yes, it is going to take a while. But guess what? This is the thing. It's going to take some time, but there are going to be lawsuits all over this place. And I'm hoping that Pfizer and some of these drug companies are not going to be able to just get away with it, right? Just because they say, just like they're doing. Okay, here it is. California, new scum, my governor says that you can go after a gun manufacturer if somebody mis, you know, uses the gun wrong, right? You can go after the manufacturer. Well, why would that be any different from a drug company? They put out a drug. They should be responsible for the outcome of that drug. They should not be encouraged to experiment on people. Not at all. Not on any level. I don't care what it is. They are not to do something like that. And that's what they've been doing. And they've been doing it with the children. They've been doing it with us. It's just wrong. We're not going to, this is not going to, this is not going to happen. So here you go. And this kind of fits me where I am in this whole pot. Uh, our polarized politics, pushing more people independent. I switched over from a Republican to an independent in California for a couple of reasons. One, because I had been put on that hit list by Hillary Clinton, and I didn't want any other reasons for these people to continue to attack me. And because there really isn't a Republican Party here. Third reason is because I can vote in the primaries. It doesn't matter my affiliation. But the way those slimy Republicans did not stand up for January 6ers, I'm telling you, it was like getting rid of an old boyfriend, right? Like a really bad boyfriend where you just kind of dump them and say, mm, no, no more of you. We are through. It was like that huge wave of relief after I got rid of that and I changed my registration. I said, that's it. Hmm, no more. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not going to be a Republican if these people are not going to stand up for people that were honestly totally innocent, just there to protest because they truly believed that our elections were stolen. And guess what? They were stolen. Absolutely, they were stolen. 100 times over. And they'll keep doing it too, unless we get mad and unless we start participating. You're just going to see it happen over and over again. So the number of people that define themselves as unaffiliated to a party or as politically independent is growing in the United States, raising the question of whether the highly polarizing two-party system is still working. According to a series of Gallup surveys taken throughout 2022, on average, 
42% of respondents said they would define themselves as politically independent this year versus 27% as Republicans and 28% as Democrats. Can you imagine going around being a proud Democrat right now with all that you've witnessed? What do you say to people? I would apologize and, and say, okay, I'm no longer that. Because you're hurting families. Your policies are, are horrible. Look at what is happening at the border. This has gotten so out of control. And like I said, a lot of people are saying, hey, this is, the po- this is, this is what they're doing. And they're doing it on purpose. Some people just don't change, though. Remember this cat? Um, his name, and I mean cat not in a good cat turd way. I mean cat as in cat. Um, Dozens of federal grand jury subpoenas issued in criminal probe involving Democrat Senator Bob Mendez. This fool just got out of trouble for the same exact thing. I mean, he he just barely got away with it the last time. So crooked New Jersey Democrat Senator Bob Menendez is under federal and criminal investigation again. According to CNN, the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Southern District of New York is conducting the investigation into Menendez. Dozens of subpoenas were issued in the criminal probe involving Menendez, NBC News reported. According to NBC News, one of the entities involved is the probe is E.G. Hallel, located in Edgewater, New Jersey. Um, you've got the only company authorized by the Egyptian government to certify halal exports worldwide. Now, NBC also reported that dozens of federal grand jury subpoenas have been issued in the past several months as part of the federal criminal investigation involving several people in New Jersey and the powerful Democratic chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, Bob Menendez. Three people are familiar with this matter, and they reported it over to NBC News. Two people familiar with this matter said that one of the entities involved in the investigation is E.G. Hillel of Edgewater, New Jersey. So according to the company's website, it is the only entity exclusively authorized by the government of Egypt to certify Hillel uh, exports worldwide. And Lawrence Lustberg, an attorney for the founder and president, said Hannah is aware of the U.S. government's investigation, but he does not know what it is about. In a statement to NBC, Lustberg said that for some time now, he has asked the prosecutors to share with him their concerns so that they could respond to him and in spirit of cooperation, share with him his explanations with regard to those concerns. The guy needs to be stopped. And what kind of position is he in? Hello. I mean, this is scary that he's got this kind of power. He is chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. Hello. Well, you've got it's coming. That's all I have to say. Whenever I start getting heated and upset, I just know, guess what? If they're reporting it, other people are reporting it, like, NBC, CNN, all those others, they know exactly that we, they are, the Democrats are on a nowhere train because they're not going anywhere. It is a train going nowhere, and it is everybody is getting off before the last stop. So people are caught removing Republican Lee Zeldin's campaign signs. Okay, of course they are because he's going to win. They are extremely threatened. When we take New York, and I say we, even though I'm not a New Yorker, but I'm telling you, I'm supporting and I suggest you do the same. Other candidates, other 
uh, people in different areas than which you live and support them if you can. I don't have anybody in Hollywood that I can support. My representative is Adam Shifty Chef, okay? It's unfortunate, but it's true. So what do I do? I'm not going to I'm not going to waste my money here. I'm going to throw it where these close races where you're going to see an outcome that is really going to make a difference. Carrie Lake is one of them. She's got my border over there, right? So Arizona being as close as it is to California, I've got to make sure we've got somebody in there to do the job or else we're going to be even worse shape than we are in right now. Well, apparently this particular person, this woman, donned a uniform and tried to impersonate an official city agent. So she was dressed up like she was supposed to be there. Another Democrat, okay, House Democrat aide fired for working on behalf of the Chinese embassy. Okay, hello. Here's another one. Go ahead and chalk that up on the list. Working on behalf of the Chinese embassy and allegedly trying to set up meetings and dinners at their request with congressional staffers. Representative Don Bayer, Democrat Virginia, said he was stocked, he was shocked and totally unaware of the allegations. The scheduler has now been fired. She reportedly approached staff seeking to set up meetings for embassy staff. Bayer is a China hawk who traveled to Taiwan to, following Speaker Nancy Pelosi. You see how all of this stuff is connected? This is why we need to follow the money. We need to find out exactly where this money, how these politicians are getting so, so wealthy. I mean, the amount of wealth that they have now is incredible. It's supposed to be public office. It's supposed to be serving people, your constituents, right? It's not supposed to be, let's be the next bazillionaire, which is exactly what you're seeing and watching it all play out. It's a horrible situation, but like I said, sometimes it takes this to wake people up. As unfortunate as it may be, sometimes this is what it takes, kind of like rebuilding social media. It had to happen to President Trump. It had to happen to all of these other people. Look, I mean, you have Ye, Ye who bought Parler. I'm no fan of his either, but here's the deal. They kicked him off, Twitter put him back on because you know what? He'll be shamed by what he said by his by his peers. That is what a public square is all about. And hopefully he will change his ways because the things that he said truly are unacceptable. They are unacceptable. I don't know what's wrong with him, but he has these moments of sounding right. And then he has these moments where you just go, mm, no, I would never say that to anyone. And that's really where it is. And of course, he's he's losing a lot. But this is the thing. Why suspend him from a platform? Let him hear about it. If you if you push him out, alienate him, he's never going to hear what the other side has to say with him about him. He's not engaged in the conversation. It's wrong. So anyway, we'll get to all of this and more. But anyway, I enjoyed today. Thank you so, so, so much for hanging out with me. I hope you all enjoyed it. I know, like I said, I know we were missing Kat, but don't worry. On Monday, he will be back here with me and we'll be in the litter box over there. But I just wanted to thank you for everything and let you know that we will be doing a political rendezvous every single Saturday. And I look forward to spending it with you. I will also be doing breaking news videos also on, and you can check out my website, JulesJonesLive.com. I'm not really so much a tweeter, but I do like to use my voice and do videos and things like that. So I'm going to start doing that a lot more and during the week. So some of the stories that we're not able to cover, I'll be able to cover up 
cover with you and we'll go over it all. And then join us Monday through Friday from 3 to 4 p.m. in the Litter Box with Jules and Cat Turd. You can check out all of those shows. We have them archived on our site over there. And um, you can check that out by going to inthelitterbox.com. Anyway, everyone, thank you so much for the donations. If I did not call you out because I was looking at the articles, I apologize. I'll make it up to you, I promise. Maris, for thank you so much. And I appreciate you spending your Saturdays with me. Hobbit, Fleet Admiral James, Rob Pligram, you're just great. That's proudly deplorable. I hope he's going to do a review on this show like he does and knocks it out of the park with In the Litter Box because if you've ever seen one of his reviews, he dances on a page. It's just a lot of fun to read. Anyway, you all, I appreciate you. As always, be safe, be kind to one another, and I will see you later. Bye. Bye.